Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for the freshest, newest, definitely not pre-recordedest episode of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. No cans here. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog. Welcome back to the tiny room. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, coming to you live from last week when we recorded this. <laughs> and I am joined by the man who is to podcasting what Terminators are to Sarah Connor, relentless in his pursuit and implacable in his constitution, is Benjamin. Yeah, that was a bit convoluted, but yeah, fair enough. Um, I am to podcasting what Sarah Connors is to uh, podcasting. Sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. I'm going to bloody stop you, Ben, for a second, and just let's get this sorted out right here and right now. Sarah Connor. Oh, it's Sarah Connor. Connors. Ah, okay, okay. Because that is going to be relevant it's in this week's bloody Terminator retrospective review week thing. Thing, yeah. Theme music. Uh, <gasps> Theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything music. <laughs> you know, wow, you turn on the dime there. That was pretty good because I caught you in the middle of a sentence, but you got you got it there. Anyway, what were you going to say? Um, uh, I, I was going to work my way through my own convoluted introduction this week and say I, I am to podcast what Sarah Connor is to Terminators by sometimes there and sometimes not, depending yeah. on which stage we're at. Because right now, Michael, I will be in sunny Spain. Oh Ho- well, hopefully sunny Spain. Hopefully, it might be raining. Hopefully, it could be raining. You I are could also be being lynched as a tourist in Barcelona. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, just wear your Catalonia flag and you'll be fine. Benjamin, you are to podcast what Sarah Connor is to Terminators. You're just out to destroy them. Just out to get rid of them. <laughs> get rid of them all. No good. They're all bloody the same anyway. <laughs> ben, Oof. speaking of things Oof. which are all the same, we have started watching. A new show on the Netflix. A, a new show on the Netflix. Things that are the same being Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. There's Paul Rudd's everywhere. That's pa- the name of the show. There's Paul Rudd's, <laughs> Paul everywhere. Rudd's everywhere. How many Paul Rudd's are there? Loads of them. I'd like to live in that world, Michael. I think I would enjoy a Rick and Morty style. Uh, there's Paul Rudd's and uh, multiple <laughs> Paul Rudd's and they're, they're up to shenanigans. Who's in all. the house? It's Paul Rudd. And uh, who's with him? It's another Paul it's Rudd. It's another Paul Rudd. And everyone's charmed. Um, yeah, no. What we're actually watching, Michael, uh, this week is bloody living with your Self, which is the new Netflix series starring Paul Rudd and noted Irish comedian yeah. Ashling B. Ashling B. Funnily enough, Ben, neither of us know her. Neither of us know her, which you is think, shocking. You would think that you we would have think. some connection. It's weird, isn't Somehow, it? Somehow, but we don't. We don't. We don't. No We're gonna, look, it's been a great year for bloody Ashling B. Yeah. She has this one, which yeah. is very good. We'll get into that in a few minutes. And she has uh, This Way Up, which is her, her uh, other comedy with Sharon Horgan on Channel 4. Don't you think it's interesting that There's Too Many Paul Rudds has come out very close proximity to There's Too Many Will Smiths? Yeah, but I would argue that Too Many Paul Rudds is far superior to Too Many Will Smiths. It is the better product, isn't it? It is the better product of the, the two. The action scenes are not as good. No, they're a little poorer. But as we... as Michael, I struggled with whether or not we should review this particular thing. No, we definitely it's, should. It's... Us adjacent. No, it's us bang on straight down the middle. I disagree <laughs> with you there. The straight down the middle. This is directly our territory. This is a, it's, it's a comedy, sure. It's a comedy, surely. It's, it's a very science fictional comedy. It's also a very dark comedy in, in certain places. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some, some dark and twisty things happening. Um, to give you the central premise of this one, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Rudd is a down on his luck office worker who just can't take it anymore. Um, yeah, basically his life's a bit stressful, Michael. Yeah. He's, he's lost the, the lust for life. The joie de vivre. The joie de vivre. Um, and he, uh, Pretty much marked perfectly by a joke where he kills a fly and he says, you're welcome. You're welcome. Very good. Um, a great joke. Great joke. Sets up the entire tone for the series and you're yeah. like, okay, 
I'm in. Got it. I got it. I know what you. I know what you're saying. I'm in. I know um, your raison d'être. There's also like it's. It seems to be quite resonant with some people. Like my brother came down the stairs and said, "Watch the new Paul Rudd one. Very your good." Brother, your brother that I know. Your brother that, that you know. My brother yeah. that you know. Yeah. He's um, a good guy. Anyway, he goes to this spa. He's recommended a spa by a coworker. I'm just going to interrupt you there, Ben, for a classic Irish joke. You're a spa. You're a spa. <laughs> very good, right? Um, Go on. So he goes to a spa. Yeah, you're uh, a spa. <laughs> and he gets this magical treatment. But Michael. Yes. Not a spa treatment. Not a spa treatment. It's an all. illegal Chinese-inspired cloning facility. Korean. Korean. Yeah. Oh, that was racist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, lads. I've assumed Korean. Actually, I thought they were speaking Korean. I, I, I no, it is Korean. Well, anyway, Asian. Because <laughs> um, I don't know how to say that any other way without being racist. So um, he assumes he's going for a kind of rejuvenating spa treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, Michael, I had no idea that it was Tom Brady who walks out of the... Did I, I didn't know who I it was. I don't know who Tom Brady is. I just thought it was a handsome man who looked oh. happy. And then he goes, was that Tom Brady? And Tom Brady is the huge football star from America. Yes, that... That kind of moment of revelation that makes him go through with it lost on international audiences a little bit, I think. Completely lost on me. Because when a handsome man came out and he looked happy, I didn't think, oh, there's famous football football star? Yeah. Tom Brady. I thought he looks a bit like a handsome man. I thought he was the most typically American man they yeah, could find. Yeah, that's what I he thought. He was, was tall, he was handsome, he drove an Escalade of some kind. But anyway, Ben. Sorry. Um, yeah, that was a weird side thing. It turns out that's not what's happening at all. No. He's being cloned, Michael. Yeah. And that's why everybody feels so good because they don't have any of the wear and tear, Michael, exactly. of, of everyday life. And it's not only cloning, it's cloning and rapid microsynaptic exchange. Yeah. So that you have your same memories. Same memories. And then it kind of does a bit of a prestige move where the clone has to die. A prestige move is a very good way of putting it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah it, uh, prestige being the movie with Christian Bale and Hugh and Jackman. Christian Bale. And Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale, Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. And, and loads of Hugh Jackmans. Huge, stacks of Jackmans. Tons of them. Heaps of Jackmans. Stacks of Jackmans. Stacks of Much Jackmans. better. Stacks of Jackmans. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so it turns out he was supposed to die yeah. and be buried. Yeah. But he did. It doesn't. No, it, it fails. It goes tits up, Michael, yeah. in a, a kind of a classic little bit of magical realism. Where that's pretty much what we're dealing with. It's not really science fiction. It's it's ah, there's a bit of science fiction. No, there is in that term, but it's it's magical realism where something's gone tits up. Yeah, and that's the whole premise of our show. It doesn't really matter the mechanism of why he survived and why the two of them. That's were not out that's there. not what's here, Michael. We are where we are, and we have to deal with the world as it is, not it, as we want it. It harkens back, Ben. This plot exists previously, believe it or not, in Star Trek. <laughs> Shock. Because in Star Trek, Ben, when the when the transporter transports you it essentially breaks you down molecule by molecule and saves the pattern of your molecules and then rebuilds you molecule by molecule somewhere else oh, the, the, the right? philosophical questions exactly so you basically die Jesus uh, the original you is torn to, to disintegrated less than atoms Ben energy patterns keep, keep that Al Ewing on a leash I don't <laughs> want to be careful <laughs> everyone's atoms no no Al Ewing's American I don't know. everyone's atoms everyone's right atoms down to the core right. no here listen everyone's atoms they're in space they get breaking down and then you come back and there's loads of you and, and your they, hands are your face and your face are your hands and they rip you apart worse than the British did to us for 800 years and then you're put back together in a way the British never did because they didn't do anything for us anyway all right, Jesus. That's what happens. So, in that Star Trek episode, they transport. They try to transport Commander Riker off a planet. Oh, good old Rikes. Uh, during a storm or some such. Big Daddy Rikes. And what happens is there's a malfunction. Dun, dun, dun. And they transport him successfully, but they don't disintegrate the one on the planet. 
So they both go on living their separate lives, which is exactly the bloody premise of this. Yeah. Although less funny. Yeah, well, Star Trek would be. Fewer Paul Rudds. Fewer Paul Rudds. Paul Rudds. Can we just have a little fan cast moment for Paul Rudd? Paul Rudds. Effortlessly charming. You know, Ben, I've called the show too many Paul Rudds, but I don't think just a thing is possible. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take as many Paul Rudds as we're going. Not enough Paul Rudds. Not enough Paul Rudds. That's what I call everything else now. How many Paul Rudds are there not enough Paul Rudds? That's our new unit of measurement for quality programming. How many Paul Rudds? And Ben, I have to say, from an Irishman in space perspective, I they have undoubtedly let Ashling B write her own dialogue. Oh, have to be. I'd say there's a lot of ad-libbing on that set, Michael. Do you reckon it's ad-libbing? I hazard a guess asking B is just given the, the gist of what she's supposed to get around to. Say that like an Irish person. The gist of what you... Look, Ashling, we have an idea, right? And we want you to get around to it eventually. So just, we're going to give you the gist. Yeah. And you're going to give us the rest. What would you do if you found your husband sn- smelling you in the middle of the night? Yeah. go, are you smelling me? <laughs> you smelling me? <laughs> what are you asking? <laughs> very, um, very convincing. Irish and then person. also when she seduces him, she just says, just get into the bed. <laughs> Which is the most... <laughs> Yeah, very good. And this is probably revealing of my experience with about, Irish women. What about you, Ben? I think there, I have to say. But it's very good. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, you're right. It's not very science fiction-y. Once they get out past the premise. It, it's it's far more in the style of... There's a famous Tchaikovsky um, oh feature of it. Oh. The double. How do you know if someone's read Tchaikovsky? They're Don't worry, they'll tell bloody tell you um, on a podcast. But it's also very Kafka-esque. Oh, God. There you go. This is, a, this is a legitimate trope. That affects the thing Where something bizarre happens And the character is forced to deal with it With very little or no explanation That's not Kafka-esque Yes it is It's not It's a courtroom about brothers Get the fuck out <laughs> Seven of, brothers or something Son of a bitch that's, You're thinking of the Broadway show Seven Brides for Seven Brothers Yeah that's what I'm thinking of Was that not Kafka? No Franz Kafka I think it was Noted no, no, musical playwright Franz Kafka <laughs> Big on Broadway Big on Broadway <laughs> Anyway Great old show. Fun to watch the interaction between those two. Some ominous vibes uh, creeping up. I've only seen three episodes in, Michael. I'm looking forward to watching the other five. Yeah. It's going to be great. We'll do a little review maybe in maybe three weeks, Ben, when we've seen all of them. Well, once we've seen all the eps. Because then we'll do a proper review rather than just a little discussion. Multi-eps. Very good, though. Go on. Great what, show. What else is... Other things Come that we have to talk about today, Michael. Other yes. things we have to talk about Use today. Use the notes again this we, week. We don't Ben. have a lot. Sorry. Well, this week being the week that we did last time. But um, we, we went to see a movie. Oh, we did. Wednesday Night Cinema Club. Oh, Wednesday, a Wednesday yeah. which we now have a WhatsApp group for. Yeah, we do. Wednesday Night Cinema Club. <laughs> the brave men of Wednesday Night Cinema Club. The brave men, not dosed with coward's blood, of, of Wednesday Night Cinema Club. And you even joined us, Ben. We went to see. I washed ben. my coward's blood off this week, Michael. Who went to see it, Ben? You went to see it? I went to I see it. I went to see it. Shane my, went to see it. Shane went to see it. Our friend Jim went to see it. And my friend Paul went to see it. All five of us brought together, finally, by the Terminator franchise, Ben. Bizarre. A franchise which hasn't produced a good movie since In 1991. 27 goddamn years. Yes. <laughs> 28 years without a good movie, and that's the movie that somehow brought us all together. Worked though. Bizarre. Bizarre. Uh, Michael, it's important to note, I suppose, for people to go, that there have been a lot of Terminators, Michael. Well, before you start, Ben, I'm going to say that people, on that note, people should go check out our website, shonorgug.com, where you can check out Courtney's In Session, where friend of the podcast, Shane, has done a written review. A bloody written review. Not so much of the film as the the, the experience of why we went to see it. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's good. It's It's got tropes. It's got Themes, troughs and peaks, yeah. valleys and... 
Are you talking about the film or Shane's review? Shane's review. Oh, yeah, bloody read it. It's a bloody literary masterpiece. Literary Michael. masterpiece. Um, like um, up there with the best of travelling. Uh, if anyone's read... Uh, <laughs> seven Brides for seven, seven. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Seven reviews for seven moviegoers. Um, yeah, look, just go check it out. Courtney is in session. It's over there on the Sean Rebeug website. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. In fact, Sorry, pause this podcast right here. No, don't actually listen to the whole podcast. Then go check it out. It's a unity of experience thing. Anyway, Ben, we saw the bloody Terminator. We did. Um, it's important to note that there have been many Terminator sequels, Michael. Yes. Um, and I think it's been argued several times that Terminator 2, Judgment yeah. Day, of a 1992, yeah. is the best of the franchise. Oh. Would that be fair to say? Are we going to go, are we talking Terminator before we talk the new well, film? Well, should or we, we give just... some context to understand what's happened Look, and ben, then review the film? I do not believe that there is anybody listening to this who doesn't know what Terminator is. That's a fair point. If you're listening to this and you don't know the Terminator franchise, what are you bloody doing? There's a Skynet. It's coming to get you. Skynet. It, it's Skynet. It's pronounced Skynet. There's a Skynet. It's in the There's future. A in the There's future. a skinhead in the future. He's a racist. He's <laughs> coming to get he you. He's coming to get you. He's going to send robots after you. That's why he, the Terminator has a German accent. He especially doesn't like women and children. <laughs> Basically, um, that's it. Yeah, anything. Yeah, uh, There's anyway. a robot from the future. It's going to send Arnold Schwarzenegger to get you. Basically, the artificial intelligence that rules the planet in the future has Skynet, the least yeah. effective way of murdering a baby by sending one agent. One agent. At a time. At a time. To find two people. Despite essentially unlimited resources. <laughs> and a time machine yeah. that could send him back to outside the hospital yeah. while Sarah Connor is in labour. Yeah. But she we won't be do able to fight back then. We won't do that. No. She hasn't got a shotgun in the fucking labour. Well, I think, Ben, the idea of the Terminator is that, look, it's full of plot holes. Yeah, stacks. Uh, they, they don't make sense. Stacks but the idea happen. is that they didn't have a lot of that information because the world is post uh, a nuclear apocalypse. apocalypse. So they didn't know what time... They didn't even know what Sarah Connor looked John like, Connor. if you remember. Yeah. The first Terminator is him going around killing all the Sarah Connors. Trying to find the right they, Sarah Connor. No, he doesn't know who's the right Sarah Connor. Oh, he's just they eliminating know, as many as he can get He just killed every Sarah yeah. Connor because they don't know who Sarah Connor is. Uh, in Terminator 2, he comes back and he has a picture of John Connor. But in Terminator 1, they don't have a picture of Sarah Connor. Guessing. It's all guesswork. So, yeah, so he's guessing. He's just killing all the Sarah Connors. Also, no eyebrows. No eyebrows whatsoever. No eyebrows. Grow some eyebrows for the next look. few models. It's a good look. Oh, it's a terrifying look. He's yeah. a much more ominous machine when he has no eyebrows. Dun, 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 dun. Strip out the human eyebrow. Turns out bloody horror fuel. I'll tell you what we'll do. Go on. We'll talk about the new film, about the highs and lows and the goods and the bads. Tell me more, Michael. Then we'll retrospectively go back and talk about the others. That's fine by me, Michael. And other killer robots. That's fine by me, Michael. Ben, very briefly... Tell us, what was the story of the bloody new one? Dark Fate. Yeah. So this one is... Terrible ter- name. Terminator Dark Fate. Terrible name. Sounds like a mobile game. It was also from the 1990s, though. It's a real 90s throwback. Terminator they- Dark Fate. Terminator Dark This summer. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, decent plot. What happens is, this time, we go back, we meet a whole new cast. A whole new cast. Of Survivors. Well, not really. Uh, we're, we're introduced to a young Mexican lady. Yeah, what's her name? I can't remember. Let's call her Belinda. Belinda. Belinda the Mexican lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. What's her name? I don't know. I can't remember. That's really embarrassing for the podcast. Yeah, just keep going anyway. Anyway, a Terminator is sent back to save her. Or is a Terminator sent back to save her? We're introduced to Grace, who's yeah. played by Mackenzie Davis. And may I just Mackenzie say... Mackenzie Cook. Mackenzie, Mackenzie Cook? Yeah, the guy from... 
Pirates of the Caribbean. Get the fuck out of here. Was that not him? Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was him. No. Sent a Terminator back. Terminator yeah. sent back to find and defend yeah. uh, Mexican lady. Yeah. Dolores. What's her name again? Belinda. Belinda. Yeah, Belinda. <laughs> yeah. uh, sent back to find her. Uh, she's Grace. Grace is there to defend her. She's not a traditional Terminator, Michael. No. She's a hybrid. She, she's an augmented human. She's not Terminator at all, then. She's not a Terminator at all. She's augmented. Um, and we get a little flashback explaining what that is. You have to volunteer for augmentation in the human resistance. But put, it turns out... They put bits in you. Michael, turns yeah. out... Don't spoil anything. That she no. comes from a different future. Oh, strains in the spoilers. Is that spoilers? Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. It's one of the twists, isn't it? No. It's not a good twist. Not a good twist. It's such a bad twist okay, that you've not recognised it as a twist. Save, it it go, a I don't twist. think it was a twist at all. But anyway, um, she's sent back to defend it. It's not going well, Michael, because no. the, the, the new Terminator. A new, a new Terminator is sent back, very much like the T-1000 model mixed with uh, a metal alloy body. Um, and these sent back to eliminate. She can't really cope with them because she's augmented, but she's not good enough to deal with two Terminators. Because he can be two Terminators. Because he can be two Terminators. He can be a liquidy Terminator or a skeleton Terminator. Or a traditional Terminator. Titanium or Terminator. Both at the same time. Or both at the same time. It's a real bad egg. Um, He's played by Ghost Rider. Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna. Yeah. Uh, played by Ghost Rider. Not Ghost Rider. Played by Ghost Rider. Um, and he's Danny. Back. And then, and then, Her name's Danny. we're introduced to good old staple of the series, Sarah Connor. You call her a staple of the series. She's only been in two. Sarah Connor. Uh, and she appears and she's a real badass lady. Yeah. Never lost her badass game. She's got a gun. Uh, she's got a gun. A truck. A truck. Some grenades. An attitude. A, a, a real chewed. She's got, yeah. she got some chewed in her. It's the best work that Linda Hamilton's Linda ever done. Hamilton has. No, well, Terminator 1 and 2 are her best work, but... She's not great as an actress, really. No, she's pretty good in this, though. She's good in this. Very enjoyable. She, she's playing... Uh, she's playing I, herself. No, I don't think so. I feel like she's like that in real life. I don't think she is. She was in Chuck for quite a she while. She played the mum in Chuck. She played the mum in Chuck, and I thought she never really clicked in that. But despite being a very similar character to this, I think this is just better edited, better directed, better shot, better dialogue. She has a previous relationship with James Cameron, who's not the director of this one. Jimmy C. Jimmy C., Timmy M is the director of Tim this Tim Miller one. of Deadpool. Yeah. And so there's a significant amount of humour in this one uh, that actually hits the beat on occasion. Uh, it isn't awkward or forced or strange. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later as well. But anyway, we follow this, this what essentially becomes... A ragtag group. A ragtag group of, of women. Of misfits. Of women. women lady are, misfits. They're great, aren't they, women? Lisfits. Um, we could also... A better title for this probably would have been Terminator 3. Rise of the Women. Women. Grand bunch of lads. Grand bunch of lads, women. Grand bunch of lads, women. Um, and that still would have been better than Dark Fate. Uh, but look, we follow that as it goes around. It's everything you expect from a, a Terminator movie, Michael. Turned up to 11. We've got some car chases. We've got yeah. some unstoppable machines. We've got some, some cool graphics for damage. Some fights. Some fights. Some explosions. Some, some explosions. Some incredibly lethal Terminators who, when they get to their target, forget all of their lethal abilities. They begin to shove. play the, the, the long, the long lob. Uh, yeah. the, the granny shot of basketball where they just throw the characters they just throw people they can, throw they can like they can rip a head off as soon as look at you but as soon as they get to the person they're trying to kill they just push them we we meet some of the the quickest disposed supporting characters that I've ever come across we meet Danny's father dead off screen we meet Danny's brother dead once they yeah. get to the factory the oh, we're straight into spoilers die. are we we hope we hope oh <laughs> you haven't, sorry you haven't really you haven't really announced there's going to be spoilers there oh, man. but you've just gone straight in we just it. edit that out then and we'll, no, we'll go leave for, it in we'll leave it in you sp- may suffer you may suffer that you may suffer the backlash you're the editor I trust you you mm. never 
You never dig me out of a hole. Edit your bloody self. I notice you. I notice you always take care of all your racial slurs when you let those slip in the podcast. <laughs> very good. We don't ever hear anything. I can't prove that that's not true. <laughs> I see what you've done there. That's very clever. It was very clever. Unlike when you reveal all the spoilers. Let's just get into full spoilers. Full then, spoilers then. Um, look, lads, it's it's a ragtag bunch of misfits taking yeah. on some Terminators. Uh, shock and awe. Most of the cast survive. Uh, the two <laughs> Terminators. Don't. The two Terminators follow. <laughs> they don't survive. Uh, only two of the only cast two survive. Of the cast survive. <laughs> two of the people in this film survive till the end, Ben. And in traditional Terminator sense, the good Terminators all die at the end. Yeah. Um, they all get a real smack around. And Mackenzie um, Crook's neck, just remember, she isn't a Terminator. Not a Terminator. Yeah. Augmented human. She's but human. fulfilling the role of guardian Terminator established in Terminator 2. Well, other than the fact that they meet Arnold Schwarzenegger, he also... He also fulfills the role of Guardian Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it introduces a lot and contradicts a lot of lore oh, yeah. for Terminators. Yeah. Um, first of all, it turns out that when Terminators fulfill their mission... They, they, they got nothing to do. They got nothing to do. So they go off and... Have a family. Live? Live. Surely they would self-destruct or something. Think. No, no. Why would they? Why wouldn't they? Why would they? Because you might need them again. But they can't contact from the future, surely, can they? Well, maybe he'd still be around when Skynet is built and he'd just get reactivated. Oh, maybe. Anyway, mm. Terminators just go off and have a great old time mm. um, and sometimes develop a conscience. Yeah. Um, and empathy. And They are learning machines. I like that little development where Arnold has gone off and developed a, a personality a family. and a life and a family is not a physical relationship. Yeah, she goes, what? She didn't notice that you were 40, 140 pounds? And he's like, it's not a... Fi- is it 400 pounds? 400 pounds. 400 pounds, sorry. 140 pounds. I was quite, like, 140 pounds is actually relatively... <laughs> uh, 400 pounds, he's like, it's not a physical relationship. Yeah, very good. She respects me. <laughs> I'm a very good listener. She liked that I was there and I'm really funny. My name is Carl, I do drapes. Carl, I do drapes. We're just doing the voice now. This is not good podcast. This is the whole podcast <laughs> from now on. Oh, good. Good. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that, that Terminator... Uh, develops a conscience and more 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 than that develops a sense of remorse and guilt yeah. um, which is really interesting so basically Sarah Connors is Sarah who? Sarah Connor um, good. is travelling around <laughs> Dat America yeah just at the site where Terminators appear yeah and she kills she tracks them. them down and eliminates them before they cause any problems now here's a big plot hole Ben go on how would Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, who's giving that information, how would he know that? He's got built-in sensors for uh, tachyon displacement. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. You've dribbled your water all over yourself there because you were so proud of your was tachyon displacement dribble. theory. Yeah. Uh, he's got a built-in tachyon displacement sensor and he can just tell. Look, Benjamin, I'm going to interrupt you and cut you across yeah. there. Uh, many years ago, when, you know, digital technology was first starting to become real and, you know, you could do a little cameo of a dead actor or something like that, or do a bit of de-aging. People were worried that you would be able to replace actors and actors would become useless because you could put anyone in a film. Yeah. This film, at the beginning, has one of the best digital characters ever ever seen on film. Yeah. We're full into spoilers now because Ben has got, lost all his self-control. Thanks. But uh, a young Edward Furlong is in this film. Yeah. And I don't think... Any part of Edward Furlong ever set foot on the set no, for this movie. No, it's completely false. It's a completely digital young, a completely digital, on the medium-sized screen that we saw it on, flawless 12-year-old Edward Furlong. Yep, nailed it. Terrifying. Nailed it. And then the Terminator nailed him. 
Not a bad CGI Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Like not, that was a young, yeah, much better than the previous two efforts at a young. Young, young Terminator was good. I was like, ooh, okay, um, yeah. So full spoilers for that one. It's uh, <laughs> a bit late now. Then the timeline on this new Terminator completely eliminates Judgment Day's continuity. Yeah, um, because no, not ter- Judgment Day. Judgment Day is still fine. Oh, sorry. Post Judgment Day. So yeah. Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Yeah, gone. Gone. Um, Terminator Salvation. Gone. gone. Terminator Genesis. Gone. Thankfully. Thankfully. Thank Christ. Um, but anyway, all those are eliminated, um, and what we're left with is a brand new continuity. The mm-hmm. whole world that uh, Sarah Connor had worked to fight against is gone. Yeah. Um, she succeeded in that. Unfortunately, it only went and cost her her son. Ah, uh, sure, look, he was a prick anyway. He, Edward Furlong was a bit of a prick. Ah, uh, not Edward Furlong. John <laughs> Connor. Remember him on his little motorbike stealing from ATMs? Mm, mm, yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. Um, it does It does render all of them... That's why, Ben, you've been jokingly calling this Terminator 3 2. Yeah, Terminator 3 2. It's the second um, attempt at Terminator 3. Because they just removed all the stuff that they didn't like from the previous ones. And James Cameron was like, no, 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 no. It um, suffers a bit from Alien 3 syndrome. Which is... Do you remember Alien 3? Yes. Do you remember the opening scene of Alien 3? Where Ripley's in a tank? Ripley's in a tank. Yeah. And the ship that she escaped on has crashed, killing... The original Ripley. No. No. Wait. No, killing Corporal Hicks and Newt. Oh, yeah. What we had left. We never, Yeah, her, her adopted daughter is just gone. She's killed in the opening scene of the new one. And this is very much that. We spent a whole film hoping that the Terminator wouldn't get John Connor. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, oh god, he survived, he did it. He's gonna sleep. He's gonna save humanity. But then in this opening scenes, remember that whole movie? Moot. Yeah, just completely Got removed him. all that continuity. Um probably for the better in terms of tidying things up. Um but for the worse for any major Terminator two Judgment Day fans. Yeah, imagine um, imagine you watch this straight after Terminator Two Judgment Day. God, you'd be heartbroken. You'd be devastated. <laughs> Two hours of trying to get that kid to survive and then he gets killed on a beach in the start of the third one. I think one of my favourite pieces of of um, characterization in this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator then goes off. The the Sorry, Kyle, yeah. the, the John Connor killing Terminator yeah. is then free of purpose. Yeah. And he goes off and we find out that he tries to fix Sarah Connor and repay his sin in the most machine-like way possible where he's the one that sends her the text telling her where something is going to happen, where mm-hmm. Terminator is going to appear. And he always signs it with for John. And he says, he explains once that comes through, he's like, I wanted to give you purpose. We are nothing without purpose. And I was like, that is the most machine logic. He doesn't have purpose. You for, see. He, well, he didn't. That's Until he meets his why wife. he has a family. He comes into a family and he becomes the surrogate father for her. Um, she was in an abusive relationship, I think nah. he says, uh, with a real bad egg. And he stepped in. And terminated that that abusive relationship. And he looked after the kids and it gave him purpose. And it was, I liked it because it was sweet. It was good motivation that made you care about the Terminator. But it was also very true to what a machine would do. It'd be like, oh, correct the course, fix it, do this, give you purpose. When what he actually did was turn bloody Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor into a grizzled old woman. Who she just, was already a lunatic though. Yeah, on, that's true. Because of, remember when she stabbed that guy with the pen? Oh, yeah. She was a mad woman. She's madden. Doing pull-ups. Madden. Doing mad pull up, mad, mad pull up. She goes mad for pull up, pull up game. Anyway, Ben, the bloody the whole point is, you said, "Oh, that's a spooky robot that's coming to get you," and then I said, "We should do an episode on spooky robots that spooky. are coming to get you." I, yeah, go on. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm taking credit for it. Oh. So Ben, what I've done, Ben, what is done? just in honor of this week, I have watched the Terminator series, the entire Terminator series, Ben. Yeah, all right. 
I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. I I watched them at one point seven five speed. Oh, oh, because Michael. Ben, there's only so many days. There's in the only week. so many days in the bloody week. Ben. And we're bloody recording this a week in advance, Ben. So I had to do last week's too. Threw you off again, buddy. So I watched a lot of bloody Terminator. A lot of bloody sped up. You all right? I'll be back. <laughs> That's all he says now. Yeah, it's pretty... And does a lot of gun twirls. Yeah, but faster. But faster, because he's better. Have you seen this point? <laughs> anyway, uh, so are we going to do the retrospective first Let's and then take a look at some other dangerous robots? Terminator 1, Ben. Terminator 1. Going back to what you said earlier, Terminator 1, in my opinion, the best one. Really? Yes. Okay. A true horror. Yeah. A cyberpunk horror. Yep, okay. An 80s cyberpunk horror. In a world. And also, having, for a friend of ours, whose name we won't say on the podcast, the most formative sex scene of all time. Oh. Where Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor make... Does this person secretly hope that every time he has sex with someone, there will be a baby that will save the world? Yes, that's exactly it. Oh, okay. That's exactly That it. is formative. Yeah. But no, great film. It's a basically a film about a, a, an evil robot coming to get you. Yeah. And it's unstoppable. And what are you going to do? You shoot it, it doesn't work. And he'll kill anyone as soon as look at them. And he'll drive a truck into a police station for the police. The police station scene is one of the best things ever. Such a great relaxing of tension and then just instantaneous reboot of it. Oh, she's safe now. She found the police. Oh, holy fuck. And he said, I'll be back. But this is before I'll be back was Arnold's catchphrase. Before it was a big thing. That's why I'll be back is Arnold's catchphrase. Because Because that scene was so cool. That scene is the coolest scene going. In a sci-fi cyberpunk horror. Also, Ben, spectacular theme music. Yeah, dun 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 dun. dun. It's a little bit harsher in the first one. Is it? Uh, yeah, that you were doing the Terminator Two one. I'm giving you the refined uh, dun, dun 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 dun. Have a listen to the Terminator One soundtrack. Even better. Oh. No, Two is better, but One is solid, iconic, iconic, iconic. I, I really enjoyed that movie for a number of reasons. I think there were some heavy, heavy Frankenstein vibes borrowed. There were, there were some Frankenstein's, um, yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit later, Michael, for our killer robot thing. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the characterization of it. He is the most robot that any Terminator has ever been. Yeah, he's just he a Terminator. Has completely refined that skill set of moving like a robot. Yeah. Uh, just being cold, heartless, etc., like sure, a robot. I'm sure you've read a lot of the things about um, the casting for it. No, go on. Uh, they originally wanted Robert Patrick. No, not Robert Patrick. Sorry, um, the guy Lance Henriksen. I'm gonna have to check this out now. Go Lance, on. Lance Henriksen. I'm gonna have to. Give you know him a who look. Lance Henriksen is? Nope. Played Bishop in the Alien series. Oh no way! They originally wanted him because he was more of an everyman. And if the Terminator is an infiltration unit... That would make a lot more sense. Yeah. They also, Ben... Oh, they also briefly wanted to cast O.J. Simpson. But <laughs> Jimmy C. said he wasn't believable as a remorseless killer. Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Which is one of the best Hollywood stories of all time. But it's a slasher film, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's a cyberpunk it slasher film. It on from that 70s kind of... It's a goddamn horror. It's not massively scary. But it's a horror. But it's a horror. It's Michael Myers. If yeah, Michael Myers was Michael a robot. Michael Myers was an invincible, unstoppable robot with guns and yeah. a truck that'll drive into a police station. Yeah. Terminator 2, Ben, much more crack. Bloody, bloody, throw that original formula out the door, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do a bloody blockbuster. It's a block, yes, exactly. Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head. Thanks. One is a, ho- a, a low-budget horror grindhouse it's, a, it's, it's an indie grindhouser mm. and number two is like Jimmy C's got some walking around cash let's uh, yeah. fucking do this when you see this guy he's liquid and he's metal and he's a robot yeah he's, like d- he'll turn into your ma 
Now that, Michael, was formative with regards to special effects and what we did with them and stuff like that oh, and how much you could do. And it still holds up, which is incredible. It still but, holds up. Well, hold on. I say that it still holds up. It still holds up at 1.75 speed. <laughs> I didn't break it down scene by scene here. Yeah, I mean, again, another actor who just comes in and nails robot kind of things, but with much more movement this he time. He invented the Terminator run. Yeah, the, the, the arms you know, up. Ben, I am a master of. We may have to post that at some point on the podcast Instagram. <laughs> Just. I have to do the Terminator run. I right? think Michael does the best Terminator run, either in or out of film. In or out of continuity. That I've ever seen. I can do a good Terminator run. I absolutely I scared those love. women in the cinema. <laughs> you did. You actually made them very uncomfortable, which was not cool. No. Um, which was not cool, but we couldn't really apologize Fast enough because they thought you were going to kill them, so they yeah, ran away. They thought I was a Terminator. Uh, yes, so Robert Patrick kind of nailed. Yes, nailed this antagonistic thing. And what I thought was really cool is it was a great foil for the original Terminator. So for those that don't know the plot of Terminator Two, very very quickly, the Resistance in the future has gotten their hands on a T eight hundred. Yeah, T eight fifty or T eight hundred. I think. Okay, they got their hands on one of the original Terminator models, sent it back in time. Well, not one of the original because the original is a T one hundred. Oh nuts! Or a T one hundred one. Anyway, they got their hands on an updated model. Yeah. It still uses the same basis as the original T100 model. But now it's spiky hair. But now it's spiky hair because it's the 90s. Yeah. Um, and they send him back. They reprogram to protect John Connor from any future uh, robot assassins. Ro assassins. Um, and they send him back. And one of the great choices there is we have to learn to love this character all of a sudden. How do you take a ruthless killing machine and make him the hero? Uh, well, you let Jimmy C just slide yeah, on in there and work this out. Um but Robert Patrick a high five. is a perfect foil for him because we still have that slow lumbering thing and we understand how this much faster model could be a threat Yeah, uh, for so him. He can run behind a car and jump on with hooks. Yeah. Hooks for hands. Bloody hook hands. And turn into your man. Uh, stab you in the face. Robert Patrick does a great job. He does a little cameo at the end of Wayne's World 2 where the he lads does. are pulled over and it turns out it's Robert Patrick. Yeah. He also, Ben... I'm sure you know this, and we might have even talked about this on the podcast before. Have you? Are you aware that this is one of the films that was spoiled by its own trailer? No. If you watch this film unaware of what it's about, there is no reason to believe that the Terminator, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, isn't being sent to kill John Connor. Yeah. And the T-1000 is looking to save him, because you don't even know the T-1000s a robot yeah. yet so that was the great twist of the film is that scene where they meet in the corridor and the Terminator is coming towards him from one direction and the cop is coming towards him from the other direction and all of a sudden the Terminator has the box of roses and then everything starts going slow motion and they get the dun 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 dun, dun but overlaid with the T-1000 yeah. tune of you know that dirty yeah, sound that long that, drudgy noise which has kind of infiltrated every trailer ever since ever and then the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator says get down the, but he's the baddie but he's the baddie and then he shoots the other guy and he saves him mm. and that was the great twist of bloody the film. excellent ruined by the thing though this time Arnold is the good guy you're like oh for fuck's sake oh for, for fuck's sake I would love to have seen it I would have loved to have seen it for the first time ever, not knowing that twist. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Would have been amazing. Would have been amazing. Would have been amazing. Um, I think, in a lot of ways, Terminator 2 is like Jimmy C's best work in blockbusterdom. Oh, it's brilliant. It's solid. The characterization is great. The various actors do a top-notch job. Yeah. CGI is on point. Story is mad interesting. 
Um, and you actually give a shit about Edward Furlong. Um, yeah, but you also give a shit about the Terminator. And when he dies at the end, it's fucking sad. Yeah, it's so tragic. The little thumbs up yeah. sinking into the... Uh, How did he do that? His brain was melted already. It doesn't make any melted. sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but anyway. sure, look, that's not what we're here to talk about, Michael. We're here to talk about another film that didn't make any sense. But T3, Rise not, of the Machines. Not very good. Not very good. Christina Loken. Christiana Loken. Christiana Loken, thank you very much. Uh, got to play that one. Many people were in the role for that one there, Michael. Many people were being talked about. Bloody China, the wrestler, the WWE <laughs> She's wrestler. She's dead now. Don't, um, don't speak oh, ill of her. Oh, Go on. Knocks out all those jokes. Um, and I can't remember the names of other people because I don't have them written down. Very good. But China was the one that stuck out to me. The thing, the, the problem is it's just not an interesting baddie. Uh, yeah, she's too robotic. I don't know if it's that. Because Robert Patrick was incredibly robotic. It, she doesn't just she doesn't bring anything interesting to it. She she was a sexy lady. She is a sexy lady. Boobs. She inflexed her boobs and she likes uh, a red leather suit thing. Pant suit. Pant suit. No, it's not. It's a cat suit. What, it, it's not a cat suit. I don't think. I think it is in two pieces. I think it's. A, oh, okay. It's a pant suit. It's a then. play suit, maybe. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know what they're called. It's awful though. It's very yeah, nineties. It's awful. The best thing about is it Term- from the nineties? Is it ninety nine? Ninety nine. The best thing about Terminator Three, Benjamin, is the ending, which is where they fail. (laughs) They fail, but the Terminator knew they were going to fail, and he tricks them into going. Oh yeah, he tricks them into saving themselves, and that was his plan the whole time. He wasn't there to stop Judgment Day; he was there to make sure John Connor and his primary lieutenant Claire Danes survived. Claire Claire Danes, no bloody good. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's better than Bloody Genesis, which is just awful. Awful. Gen- Salvation and Genesis are bizarre. They're bizarre. Salvation, pair. believe it or not, was my first ever introduction to the Terminator series. Get out of here! Yeah. Shut your mouth! Yeah. It's the, I, uh, it's the, the worst. Well, no, I think Genesis is worse than Genesis Salvation. Genesis might be a worse film, but. The thing you can say about Salvation is it's the least Terminator film of all the Terminator yeah, films. I would completely agree. Having seen them all now, yeah, completely agree. What a weird introduction point for me. Yeah, that came out when I was like, I think oh, I would have been seventeen. Ben does maths. What year did it come out? Uh, I'm going to take a look now. Okay. Anyway, keep spinning your wheels on Terminator no, no, 3 is, there before we get to... this is more engaging. People just, love this. This is one of our most popular segments. What year did it come out? 2007? 2009. 2009. So I, would been, I would have actually been 18. Okay. 18. What year were you born? 1991. Yeah, that's right. That's bad. Uh, lines up. Um, very good. Do you know how I do that? And you'll find this very entertaining because I'm so bad at maths. Go on. I know that I was 15 doing my junior cert in 2006. And that's how I do it. Add, I add yeah, the numbers yeah, to either to that. end. Of very good. Um, <laughs> I either add or subtract not, numbers from the, 2006. not the best way to do it. Anyway. <laughs> no, it never is. Um, Salvation and Genesis are bizarre. They're a bizarre are we, pair Are we moving films. on from Terminator 3? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. The best thing about Terminator 3 is the ending. That's yeah, it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's What's it. good that's about it? It's the only thing. Also, she, she has a plasma cannon built in. They they keep the the model from that and use it in Terminator 3 2, Dark Fate, because she is half T-1000, half... Yeah, but uh, without thing. the interest. Without the interest, yeah. Gabriel Luna was a much better one. Gabriel Luna was a great Terminator. I don't think it was Christiana Loken or Gabriel Luna's fault. No. Because better they, writing, they better producing, better writing, better, better production, better use of the concept. Yeah, like the T one thousand exterior on the metal normal 
didn't really make any difference. She had built-in weapons for some reason. Yeah, she and had still a used plasma the gun cannon. Sometimes. Yeah, it didn't. Nah. It wasn't utilized in the same creepy way as Gabriel Luna becoming two Gabriel Lunas. Yeah, that was creepy. Or Gabriel Luna and a skeleton. Gabriel Luna and a skeleton. That was a good pairing. Anyway, we'll get to that later. On to Salvation. Salvation is no. What I'm trying to say. Sorry. What I'm trying to Go say on. is Salvation and Genesis. We're going to cover them both together because they're no good. Salvation and Genesis could not be more different and somehow be in the same series. Yeah. Salvation bizarre. is humorless. There's no crack. Joyless. No banter. Pas de crack. Pas de crack. Pas de colour. Pas de couleur. Pas de excitement. It's a grim, boring, futuristic... There's no time travel in it. In some ways, it's an almost perfect mid-2000s movie. Because a lot of blockbusters at that time were exactly as you described them. But it, it could just be any... Film set Sci-fi in the future, yeah. yeah, and oh, I'm I'm secretly on the other side. Get out of here! Nothing to do with Terminator. A crappy, crappy CGI Arnold for about ten seconds. I enjoyed that because oh, I it didn't, might have been it might because, have been seventeen and a half seconds because I didn't know the other two movies all that well. And I was like, oh, he was in the first one. That's very good. Get uh, out! Of I here. was young. Leave me alone. Young and um, easily impressed. Uh, young and easily impressed I also thought it was impressive CGI for the time looking back at it now What's terrible that? no Genesis has some pretty good CGI yeah the the shame the, it's shite the on- yeah it's crap the only good thing in Genesis is the opening the retread of the opening of Terminator 1, One. 2 2 yeah. specifically really uh, and the different Arnolds meeting each other fun yeah. funny engaging bit of then crack it becomes a parody of itself uh, it's just bizarre that they remove John Connor and turn him into something evil. Like it's just a really weird choice. Emilia Clarke is there because she was in Game of Thrones. She's at the very time. short, very sh- very short. And they make a joke about that. Yeah. Do you remember that bit? I don't. When they it get very arrested well. by the cops and the theme music from bloody bad boys, bl- bad boys, no. bad, and they get arrested and then they all stand in front of a. Of lineup a, of a and lineup. She's tiny. And she's tiny, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is huge. Um, six foot six. He's not six foot six. No, I doubt he, it. He, he's the same height as my friend Owen Roddy. And Owen Roddy is about six foot. Okay, okay, but he has to be big and dangerous in the thing because it's it's pretty, pretty yeah, terminated. Because it's terminated. But look, that's fine. Anyway, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, Genesis is no good. Genesis is no good. No it's good. bizarre. You take your main reason, character, Courtney's in it, and you. So, Jane Courtney's supposed to be the soldier that's sent back to impregnate her. Isn't Kyle it? Reese. Yeah, he's Kyle Reese. What do you mean he's supposed to be? <laughs> well, taking, ah, it's not really you, him, though, is it? Are you taking an issue with the 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 artifice of cinema? <laughs> what I what I think is most interesting is they've never really nailed John Connor. Like they, <laughs> Christian Bale wasn't great as him. No. Bloody Edward Furlong. Best version of him was probably Edward Furlong as a teenager. The best version of John Connor is the guy who the plays John seconds, Connor in Terminator 2 for two days. seconds with all the scars. He's old John Connor. Yeah. Best John Connor we've ever had on screen. Everybody else has been mildly disappointing. But anyway, Terminator Terminator Dark Fate does away with the whole John Connor thing because he's just some man. He's just some man. I don't <laughs> need some man. Yeah. yeah, so look, it turns out that um, full spoilers for mm-hmm. Terminator thing. It turns out that Pointless now, man. You've uh, Danny, no, no, because this one's a big spoiler. Turns out that Danny is the reason she is saving. She's yeah. not somebody's mother. She's not just some guy's she's not mother. Just some, she's not just some baby factory for salvation. Yeah. Uh, it's her. It's her. They she's come John. Out in time to save she's John. Her. She's not Sarah. She's John. She's not her. She's not Sarah. She's I not. Mean. It's not important. This is the third best Terminator film. 
Uh, yeah, I think so. I think comfortably. We really enjoyed it, Michael. We did. And we didn't expect to, Michael. No. We didn't expect to at all. We didn't, and it was um, quite good. I'm delighted we went to go see it. Mackenzie Davis is great. Mackenzie Crook, yeah. <laughs> very, 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 very good at being a human robot thing. She's got a very long neck. She's very tall. Very tall lady. Very tall lady. Very long neck. Very long neck. Mostly neck. Mostly neck. I think she's actually an average height person and then neck and then... Mackenzie, head. 90% neck Davis. Yeah, that's her... That's her. It's, it's there on the headshot. She's just out of frame. If they so, were to do that joke from Genesis, she'd be taller. Yeah, that would be the joke. The that would be hilarious. She'd be out of frame. Oh, Genesis, what a good film. Ben, anyway, <laughs> this week made us think of what other spooky robots are coming to spooky, get you. Spooky, scary robots. Sending shivers down your... No, so you asked you ask people, uh, ask people on the internet. What's I did a classic Ben. I asked the ben, internet. Yeah. Put up a poster with uh, teal in it. Yeah, I put up a poster with teal in it, and friend of the podcast and original glop, um, bloody relentlessly, Rachel said teal one thousand to make fun <laughs> of myself because you're always putting teal uh, in everything. Because I, I have a teal eye, Michael. Um, teal eye for the straight guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, um, to which you said, "You ruthless dickhead." This joke appeals to me, yeah. and then I said, "It appeals to you." Yeah, you're very good. Um, Don't read your own jokes off the internet, Ben. Tell us what other people said. Enjoyed that. Most people agreed that the. The Terminator uh, 101 to 1000 are kings. Um, a lot of people said the Daleks. Uh, mm. Friend of the podcast, Dr. Cadwell, said the Dalek. And then he gave me an interesting one that I hadn't considered at all, Michael. Yul Brenner's gunslinger from the original Westworld. Very good. Very Terminator. Well, in many ways, the inspiration for Terminator. Many, very, very Terminator. It was an excellent shout out. And I watched a few scenes. Yul Brenner, good robot. I watched that movie, Ben, about two years ago when we talked about Westworld. Yeah, you must have had to. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it, there's a lot of Terminator in it. Bloody, bloody very sure. good Terminator. Very yeah. good. The walk. There's a there's a walk that comes in. There's a score that goes with it. Um, and of course, the Daleks not actually robots. Well, see, this is where we run into a definition issue, Michael. Yeah, go on. A tissue issue with definitions. Yeah. Um, what are we What are we stating as a robot? Does it have to be completely automaton? Are we allowed to have biological components? Are cyborgs part of this? Mm. How is it going to work, Michael? Because, because there are two. No, go on. Sorry. No, well, because Daleks are just little squiggly things in a tank. In a tank, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then the Cybermen are also from uh, Doctor Who, but those are uh, assimilated humans. Yeah, They're, like the they, Borg. The, like the Borg. So where do we draw the line here, Michael? I'm not sure. But anyway, I'm going to keep reading off. The well, there answers. is no answer, Ben. There's no right answer. So the we're just going to include some crack. We're just going to we're just going to put some lads in. I'd like to see the Cybermen fight the Borg. I think the Borg would win. I don't They're know. The Cyber- this are they? Aren't they? In space, you mean, or like on on a personal level? On a personal level, they're all the same kind of trope of the fear of the implacable machine coming to get you. The unity, yeah, coming. We will join us. You will join us. Whereas Daleks are just dicks. They are little dick bags, aren't they? Yeah. Exterminate. Did you see the episode of Doctor Who, the David Tennant episode, where the Daleks and the Cybermen go to to do war. battle? Yeah, and the the Cybermen say. You would, you would fight. You would begin a war with the Cybermen, and the Daleks say, "This is not a war; it is an extermination." They're arrogant little shitbags. Oh, it's brilliant! Yeah, there are millions of Cybermen. How many are you? There are six Daleks. <laughs> it's brilliant. That's all it is. Yeah, That's all it takes. Very good. That's all it takes. We can do it. Very exciting. Put you back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, other people said, "Infinity Action Art said, Roy the Replicant." He's a great killer robot. He is. Not in a traditional Terminator sense, but the dialogue when he's when he's fixing to murder you. Because he's not an implacable, unstoppable... Implacable? Mm-hmm. What does that word mean? Unstoppable. Is it? Mm. Huh. 
a derogatory sensor. Ah, <laughs> very good. He's he's not unstoppable. He's not unkillable. Yes, yeah. he in many ways, despite being a robot, has the frailties of a human. Yes, and he's all the weaknesses going. A little bit stronger than the average human. Oh yeah, think. And he can do a flip. A little bit stronger. He can do a flip. He can do a kick. Comfortably do a flip or a kick. Yeah, a flip can, kick. He can pilot a starship off the belts of he Jupiter can. and whatnot. He can. He's done it. Yeah, he's done it. He can do whatever you want. Um, but he, he can lament the passing of time. But he's not. <laughs> Very good. Uh, <laughs> Tickled my funny bone there, I have to say. Um, um, but he's not going to be, he's not going to stop a Terminator. If a Terminator comes, ah, if, a Terminator, if a Terminator comes to get you, you don't want a Roy Batty protecting nah, you. Roy's you don't want done. a bloody Kyle Reese either, but you know what I mean. But that got me thinking about the other rounds of, of replicants that we saw and the other ones who have clearly been given a little bit of a boost because uh, Kay is stronger than your average bear and then Dave Batista replicant is stronger than your average bear. Yeah, but they can still be killed yeah, with they, good old-fashioned stabbing. Yeah, we haven't really come up with a super replicant yet. No, and they don't particularly want to because they are replicants. Well, it's just they're a slave labour force. Yeah, they're just replacing humans. They're they're not they're designed not to be killing machines. Mm. Although you could say about Terminators, one of the problems with Terminators is as the series has gone on, they've gotten easier to kill. Yeah. Also, they've gotten older if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know old. Terminators could age. So droopy. But they can. Yeah, very droopy. Uh, didn't think Terminators could age. But they can. They can, though, yeah. Um, Although they did also age in Genesis. Did they? Because he was the Terminator who was sent back in time to protect Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And he stuck yeah. around since then. So that's why he was older then. Yeah, that was so it. They, they've, got, they've always gone. You know what robot would kick a Terminator's ass? Go on. Data from Star Trek. Do you reckon? Very strong. Mm-hmm. Can handle weapons. Yes. Very intelligent. Very adaptable. Very adaptable. Yeah, I don't see a Terminator posing much of a threat to Mr. Data. Probably not. A Probably phaser not. would go through a Terminator pretty quickly, I imagine. I'll get on board with that. Um, and then Nine Wassies, frequent yeah. contributor to our Instagram post, said, Wall E, the unstoppable cleaning machine. Terrifying. Terrifying. And surprisingly big. Yes, bigger you, than expected. You look at him and you think he's pretty small, but then he's actually pretty On the big, actual ship, yeah. it's like, oh, well, that actually makes a lot more sense. He's pretty big because he's, he's a trash compactor. Like, you think he'd be up to your knee. Yeah. But he would, like, he'd, nah. he'd put you in that stomach and he'd crush it he'd, yeah you need a bit of size to be a compacted machine just, yeah. just out there you don't want to get scrub a dubbing get contact contracted by him very short arms though very short arms you so could probably pull an old T-Rex move on him yeah do an old well, duck around the back is that how you would defeat a T-Rex fan? Uh, no I just give up Michael <laughs> I'm, I, uh, Michael I'm going to be honest with you in all of the scenarios that we come across we have the exact opposite reaction you reckon you could take whatever's coming yep and I go, and I just sit it out and wait for it think, to end. I don't think I could beat a Terminator Rev 9 in a fight. I don't think you could beat a regular Terminator in a fight. Ah, I reckon I could. Nah. Give him a triangle. In realistic physics, Michael, one good smack from a from a Terminator T-800 and that's it, your head's gone. Provably, Ben, that's not true because they spend the whole film smacking people and throwing them into <laughs> things and everyone gets up and they're not even injured. <laughs> so in the cinema world, Unless I just you're a supporting character, in which case dead. they'll go through you for dead. a one, they look at you funny and you're dead. And as we all know, Michael, your greatest flaw as a co-host is that you never see yourself as the supporting Never. <laughs> never. Michael, protagonist Leonard. They would send me back in time to fight the Terminators. Like, just body slam them. All right. I don't think you know what body slam means, all but right. I'll do it. If you want me to take on half the human population, that's fine I'll by me. It. I'll take on any Terminators you have. Do keep them coming. Keep keep all those scary robots coming. You know what was a bad example of scary robots? One. The Transformers series. Yeah, but they're useless. Big, big muddy, muddy, insecty-faced, characterless. Shite bags. Oh, terrible. 
Um, but it got me thinking, Michael. Oh, what did you think of other scary ones? Oh yeah, because we have to do a few others. Yeah. We've got a couple of scary robots. Go on in in science fiction. This is gonna this is gonna wrap us up, ladies and gentlemen. We'll just give you a quick list. Right. We had Gladys from the Portal series, bloody well, big hive mind thing. She is an AI. Is she's not? more of a Skynet than a than a Terminator. Yeah. Speaking of other Skynets, she's more of a Hal. Yeah, she's. Wait, well, I have Hal here as well, but that's not really a robot, is it? It's an AI. It's that's a robot. Right? But the, Gladys is a bit in between both because Gladys does have a physical form. One that we forgot about when yeah. Will Smith wasn't phoning it in and just cloning himself bloody in different I films. I Robot. Great version of evil bloody robots. Yeah. Causing a bit of habit. Now, controlled by a hive mind. Yeah, but very fast. But very fast. Very durable. Durable, yeah. Difficult to kill. Yeah. And just, just menacing. They were really good. They were designed to look like iPhones when iPhones used to be I all robot. white and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, I think it was an on-the-nose commentary on, ooh, where does it end? Ooh. Where is it? Is, it, um, gonna come to get, is your iPhone going to come to get you? Turns out with shite uh, redesigns and Apple kowtowing to China, as it happens. Um, but yeah, so we had them, and uh, those were some of the other ones that we took a look at. But it, it inspired me, Michael, as you recall. I mentioned at the beginning, yeah. uh, Frankenstein, which Go is on. kind of the original creation's going to get you kind of narrative because robots didn't exist created. robots didn't exist then um, but we've seen that repeat time and time again um, Michael uh, interestingly because you talked about AI fusing with robots we have Ex Machina which was quite a recent uh, look at an updated Frankenstein mythology where bloody Oscar Isaac makes himself uh, an Alicia Vikander style robot and then he gets Donald Gleason to come over and give it an L test run. Give that a test there Donald um, yeah, expendable ginger. The expendable ginger and uh, it has horrible consequences Michael the, the bloody machine becomes very sentient very like oh I don't know if I like being locked up. Yeah let me out. Don't know don't know if I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Um, so we see that come back again and again and really that all started with Frankenstein the bloody scary thing coming to get you the relentless creation that's out to but get wasn't you. Frankenstein's monster always crying about things? I was a whiny, whiny little bitch. Yeah. He was yeah. the Benjamin <laughs> to <laughs> gothic romantic literature. Um, it was like, oh, Michael, oh, why have me. you made me? You're making fun of me. Yeah, I did. You like that it. fly. You like that fly from bloody being living with oneself. <laughs> and we, we forgot to mention the Necrons from Warhammer. Ah. They're just Terminators in space. They're just Terminators in space. Terminators there's, in space. There's lots of bloody Terminators in space. Yeah, we every, need them. They're useful. Doesn't, doesn't every sci-fi basically have Cylons? Some, some sort of the Cylons, Cylons are coming to get you there. Basically, Terminators in space. They're, Although they're they predate ter- Terminators by quite a bit, don't do they? they? Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. Don't they? Do they? Yeah, no, they do. The they original Battlestar Galactica would though, had, though, wouldn't they? had a lot more because they're just classic wibbly wobbly robot eye men. Yeah, and they have their the updated version for the. Ill-fated Sky series. Was oh yeah, that the, wasn't ill-fated. They were no, it was pretty good actually, wasn't it? Star, yeah, Starbuck. I mean, yeah, huge, huge readership. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were like Terminators with with big and they could, big bloody traps. And also, they had the infiltration units who looked like humans, and you know, there's a, there's a bit of Terminator. To a large degree, the Star Wars soldiers are all incompetent Terminators. Nah, because they're not unstoppable. They're in- they're fairly stoppable. Incredibly stoppable. Fairly stoppable. Oh, I've accidentally stopped a whole gang of the stormtroopers there now. I just tripped and spilt me pint. It's me, Al Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, did we miss any big scary monster men? Robots. Uh, robot men. Sorry, robot men. Let us know uh, you can get in touch with us on seanrabug.com s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g dot com means tiny room in Irish means tiny room in Irish we are on Instagram we are on what Apple. are we on Instagram as Ben uh, we are on Instagram now as 
Sean Rebuild, in case you missed that announcement last week slash this week because we're recording it this week. This can. is all very deja vu. Um, if you listen to us on Spotify, give us an L follow. It's good for the statistics. Spotify, yep. If you're listening to us on Apple, we're on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review, please. We'd love that review. If you're one of our one of our limited YouTube listenership, now like and subscribe would be good. Share it with your pals. Share, Share it with, with your pals. Get us out there. Yeah. Get us out there. Um, and if you're listening anywhere else, let us know where you're listening because we, we haven't kept track of that um, at all. Uh, if you enjoyed this week's episode, let us know which Terminator is your favourite. Definitely Genesis. It's got to be the winner. It's not the uh, first one. <laughs> that's it. Uh, and we'll be back next oh, week. Very Bye. Good. Very good. I see what you've done there. I've undermined it though. <laughs>